We've got hey, I'm Luis. And I'm Luis. And you're listening to the Content is Profit podcast. We spent the last four years learning the strategies and techniques from some of the top marketers in the world on how to create content that turns into profit. If you like to learn on how to turn that content into profit, go to contentisprofit.com. Yeah, yeah. Let's but go. I, I hear you're changing the, the tone rather. You want to make me laugh. Yes. But it's all good, guys, because today... Epic guest, Ooh, even epic, epic er topic. Ep- is that even a word? Epic er. How community creation is the future of business development. Ooh, absolutely. Ooh, yeah. Can't wait to dive in. But Fonzie, do we have a sponsor today? Indeed, we do. We'll say what? And today's sponsor is your own Biz Bros with content momentum. That's right, guys. That's and what right. is content momentum? You might be asking yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, if you produce long-form content just like this one that you're listening to or watching and you want us to turn it into bite-sized value-packed assets so then you can send into social media like little minions that's right we are here to we help you. you we got so you please slide on the dms at beast brosco on facebook Ooh. on instagram that's right guys and please go ahead and subscribe hit smash that subscribe button because this episode is coming to you on your phone every tuesday thursday saturday our pure fire and amazing uh and you just have to do it It'll be just be nice be nice be a good friend that's right and if you find this episode impactful which i am sure you did because it hasn't happened yet, but it's, it's already impactful <laughs> for me. Please don't forget to share it and and leave a five star review. So today we are making history. So you were you better write this on your calendar. It's about to be a worldwide holiday. Oh yeah! Today is the day that we have our first in studio guest. Not only that, legend says that he also was the first ever content is profit guest. Oh yeah! Also, he is the only guest guest Woo. that has not gotten an epic intro. <laughs> That aside, today's guest is obsessed with human connection and he's used his expertise to manage at a 120 person, $15 million construction business at 25 while building various young professional groups for charities. Impressive. He is now a professional speaker, host of the Chief Executive Connector podcast, and the founder of Be The Stage, a community creation agency that proves that community creation is the future of business development. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today. Oh, yeah, baby. Please welcome host of the Chief Executive Connector podcast, founder of Be The Stage, and... Ace Ventura, long lost brother, Pablo Gonzalez! <laughs> Let's yeah, go, yeah, Pablo! Yeah, yeah, yeah! Let's go! Dude, what's up? Yes! Pablo! What, what an baby. epic appearance! How do, I do how do I do this before I break it? Yeah, you can just, yeah, just pop it out. Just pop it out, just pop it out. Let's pop! Wow! Okay, hold on. What's going on? All right, we got it. We're good. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, yeah. We're we're good. Gu- we we good? We're Gucci. That's how we, we say we're here. Gucci up in here. Ooh! Wow! Ooh. I'm I'm so excited for today's episode. First of all, like we said, it's history. Pablo, Pablo, welcome. Wow! I'm I'm embarrassed of myself now. I didn't put Pablo <laughs> in the intro. I didn't. I didn't put Pablo in the intro. Wow! It's okay. Nice to see someone that doesn't buckle under the pressure, Fonzie. <laughs> Come on, man! It, it's like you. You've never done this before. I know, I know. But it, it's okay, because it can only go uphill from here. So, pa- Pablo, welcome, and thank you for making history in Content is Profit. 
I'm so freaking happy to be here, guys. You know, you know that I'm. You guys know that I'm your number one fan. Number one, <laughs> Thank right? You. You, you know I'm your number one fan. Not, now you we do. That I that I honorarily have intru- Like I feel I am part of your family as Pabro, as the third Bizbro. I wish that I could be like, and this is Pabro in the intro, but I know we have to do the the surprise. But listen, man, it's amazing to be here, bro. I'm super happy. Thank awesome. you, man. We're super we're awesome. super, super honored and grateful for you. I don't know if I'm gonna have to be looking here behind you, or should I be looking? At, I'm gonna look at the camera here because. I can I can see everybody here, right. so that's that's how we're gonna connect now yeah. through the camera eyes. Uh, thank you, people, everybody tuning in. If you're tuning in live, just put hashtag live uh, today, making history in content is yeah. profit. I, I, um, I don't I don't want the listening audience to feel left out because you guys are like we're just gonna ooh. looking at the camera. For those listening, guys, just connect with these sensual voices that you're listening right ooh. now. You know, feel the passion. Feel the warmth. This is about to get real. And Pablo here is going to teach you why community creation is, you know, the future of business development, right? Before we dive into this amazing gem of, like, conversation, because, like, this has changed thousands of lives, uh, not only in the the markets that that, that we work, uh, but it will be changing millions of lives because this is the way to go now on on how we do this. And we talked about it in just a little bit, Pablo. Tell for those like to the ones that have not heard your show, which I I figure episode sixteen. No, ex, ex, just you know, just yeah, throwing out there. Um, who's pa- who's Pablo? Just like a quick recap. Like, who are you? Why are you doing what you do now? Yes. Yes, I will absolutely say who Pablo is. Before I was born into your family. <laughs> As you, you guys all know this, so it's weird for me to explain it. I'm going to explain it to our friends that are watching on Facebook, our buddy that's listening inside of their ear right now. I am somebody that I'm the most American person in my family. <laughs> my formative memory uh, of, of my childhood is walking into preschool in Miami, knowing I'm the only kid that didn't speak English. Mm. And that that visual, the feeling, like the, the look of the room, still very vivid in my head at three years old. Luckily for me, I made one friend that spoke Spanish. He became my BFF, mm. Jose Garrido. And, <laughs> you know, at that age, you're a sponge, right? So you absorb, you absorb the language. But a year later, we moved to Spain and we enrolled in this British academy. And I walked into there real cocky the first day thinking, now I know Spanish and I know English, only to figure out that I did not understand the Spanish dialect from Spain or yeah. British English from England, right? So went home crying. From there on out, I've been obsessed with how to belong Mm. in every space that I'm in. And within that obsession of how do I belong, I'm also obsessed with how do I make sure that anybody that's in that situation belongs, right? So I'm that person that would befriend a new kid at school. The moment somebody walks into the room and they don't have somebody, I'm like looking to introduce them, right? So so that shaped me. And and, and growing up, I had this, you know, young Ace Ventura personality. I was the the, the funny, goofy kid. And I'm just going to kind of take you guys through three steps of where I got to as quickly as I can without the whole backstory, right? But at a certain point in my early 30s, I went from understanding that I can't just be the funny guy, right? Mm -hmm. Like as soon as I I got into the grown up world of business relationships, I started looking around and thinking, I can't just be the jackass. I can't, I can't just be the clown. I need to figure out another way to bond with people. And what I realized at that point was that the way that grownups build relationships is through giving value to each other, right? Mm -hmm. Like that is, that is what brings people close to you. If I do you a favor, you're going to like me for it, period, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's just how it goes. So I set off on this obsession on how do I create value around people? And right around that time, my brother got sick of pancreatic cancer, Mm -hmm. fought it for two years, passed away. And at his funeral, when 
1,200 people showed up to the funeral, I looked around and I thought, at this lowest point in my life, I looked around and realized community, right? Like the, the, the buoyant effect of all these people showing up at my family's hardest moments and everything that led up to that made me realize immediately that this is the most valuable thing anybody could have done for me. And then I thought about it even further and I thought, oh, this is what the church does. The oldest business model in the world, right? Like that yeah. has been succeeding forever is this vessel of community for people. And that's why it's so prevalent everywhere, right? So that that was the second iteration. And then after that, I just didn't shut up about it, right? I was in the construction <laughs> world. I was in this, uh, you know, I, as you guys know, I started all these young professional groups for these charities. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and, and I was developing my own audience. And then... Once I realized that this value exchange and this community thing is the way that you build relationships and the most value that you can give to people is this sense of belonging, I just didn't shut up about it until I got into the online space, right? Like yeah. I, I was just, I became a business developer <laughs> through all this stuff. We're going to probably talk about that. And, yeah. and, and then I got into the online space. And once I got into the online space as the VP of business development for a e-commerce company was when I started realizing that content that online content, right? The way that you can create these relationships to scale is online content. And ever since then, all I have been doing is reverse engineering everything that I've known about likability and about how to get people to belong and how I can get in and belong yeah. into the content interface and then applying that to the old school style of business development, relationship building. Mm. And I've realized that nobody thinks of it that way, right? Like everybody, yeah. every, most of the people that we, you know, you guys do, right? But most of the people that you talk to are either marketers or they come from media and they understand yeah. content and media and marketing or they are a relationship business they're a lawyer they're an accountant they're a real estate company that understands mm. the value of networking and making friends with each other and they think they're these two separate buckets yeah. and what i've just you know i think the big realization the big aha moment of my life and the basis of my company is the marriage of those things is how you make a relationship business a scalable b customer acquisition yeah. model Wow, so I'm curious on on that aha moment, right? That you said, when was it? Like, why, why did it happen? Like all of a sudden, that you said, you know, that the content and relationships are two different buckets for people. I mean, obviously, throughout your whole career life, you've seen, you know, community as a pillar of your life. But what was it that aha moment that for you was like, I need to you know communicate this to everybody else and to, and 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 let them know because and i'm gonna give you i'm gonna follow your advice right here and i'm gonna give a little bit of context <laughs> to, to this question right mm -hmm. but for us give when context we, to why you said that yeah because when we started right like you hear all, the, all these messages people you gotta publish you gotta publish you gotta publish mm. but they never tell you exactly why right i mean the, the main why is because you're gonna get clients right if you don't show up in front of your prospects they're not going to buy from you, right? So that is usually the, the only reason they tell you. And once we started actually publishing, right, which was like three years after we heard that yeah. because there's so many, you know, uh, false beliefs in between there that you get a crush before you get yourself in front of a mic or a camera. Um, we started realizing that it wasn't just about getting in front of your prospects, right? It was more of a, a value Thing, right we're delivering value to these people mm -hmm. we're we're helping these other people and by default like the result of that is clients 
right? By by giving value and by building these relationships is clients. But you know, that is kind of like how we have discovered, and obviously you have played a huge role in that in our life. But I'm curious, like, because did you hear people preaching that you had to create content or mm -hmm. like you said, you, you saw it as the two separate buckets and then what made you connect them there? I saw it as two separate buckets at first, right? But you know, you know this story, right? The, the, the big aha moment for me of how do you go from relationship building one-to-one to one-to-many -one to yeah. involved the stage. Yep. Right. It mm. was I was at a dead end point in my career within this company that I had been acquired and became director of sustainability um, on the side. I had been building all these young professional groups and I had become a skilled public speaker. And at the last moment, my CEO that was supposed to be speaking at a panel for smart cities in front of the Economic Development Agency of Miami mm. decided he didn't want to go. And they looked around they're like, well, who can we send? They're like, well, Pablo's a good <laughs> presenter and uh, sustainability, I think, has something to do with this. Yeah. So they sent me in. Yeah, I showed up to this room that had maybe about 50 people in it. And I, listen, I've, I've been on stage plenty, right? Because when you're in the nonprofit world, which I think is a really, really valuable thing for anybody young to do, you become a skilled networker because you have to go to all these events. Then as you get up the, up the channel, then you're like introducing people when they come in, right? You're like the host of the event, then maybe you're the moderator, then maybe you're on a panel, whatever. But yeah. for the first time ever, I walk into this room, did not know what was gonna happen. But I get on the stage as a panelist yeah. and I share the stage with the head of Latin America for Cisco Systems and the head of the Smart Cities Initiative for like the World Bank or the World Economic Forum. I forget what agency it was, but it was an international economic development agency. Yeah. It was wow. a stage I did not belong on. Right. <laughs> and I, I just did my thing. Right. Like I, I spoke about it. I, I, I just spoke because I'm a presenter and, and this and that. What happened was when I came off that stage for the first time ever, there was a line of six people deep waiting to talk to me. And the first four were vendors trying to pitch me something. And I'm mm -hmm. like, these guys think I'm more important than I am. The next <laughs> one was a, a developer that was like trying to hire me. And then, and then the last one was a young guy that I'm still friends with, Will Beckham, yeah. who wanted mentorship, right? But what hit me at that moment was that the stage, so I've always been, because of this connection thing, I've always been very interested in psychology and, yeah. and behavioral economics and stuff like that. Never thought of it as marketing, yeah. but it was just psychology, decision-making, friend-making. Uh, what hit me immediately was, oh, okay, that's right. The brain justifies what it sees, not the other way around. So when you walk in a room and someone's on a stage, they have this effect of like, well, since I'm in the audience and they're on the stage, they must be something special. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, being guilty by association on the stage with a bunch of people yeah. of a high ilk is another huge branding play that people have been doing forever in the music industry and yeah. the movie industry and all this like brand placement stuff that happens and everything, right? So that was the first moment. The first moment was like, okay, the stage is the leverage point to scale relationship building because you can speak from one to one to one to many yeah right so at that point I became obsessed with the concept of not being on stages but providing stages for other people and at that point all I thought was that format that was the only thing that came to my mind is how can I host panel events where I put people on stage that they can share credibility with others and speak one to many while I interview them about what they're good at yeah. and then when I got into the online world my partner in that software company is somebody that had started selling on Amazon, figured something out that was how to outsource selling on Amazon. Yeah. Then he got invited to speak at an event on a stage that was huge. Um, built a follow, you know, got this following and then he went hard at Facebook ads and started you know, really promoting his name to get this following for high ticket level coaching programs. And then he developed this software to serve his own needs that then he served to his clients. Yeah. And when I came in, what I realized was that all these people that had 
seen him on Facebook talking about Amazon and saw him at the stage and then it transferred to Facebook that now stages are everywhere, right? Yeah. So the idea that content isn't just content. Content is you on a stage. Somebody looking at us right now on their phone, listening to us in their ears, the same way that we listen to our favorite records growing up, our favorite yeah. CDs or MP3s for you guys' uh, generation. <laughs> Gr growing up, in inside your ear, yeah. you're just like absorbing people's knowledge in a way where you're like, no, I'm the audience and they're the star and that's why I'm here because they have something special to offer. So yeah, yeah. once I realized that, I'm like, ah, oh, okay, there's stages everywhere. So now I'm just like, well, if that's a stage also, what else is a stage? An email list can be a stage. A podcast is a stage. I look at a book as a stage, right? When you publish a book, really what you're doing is giving as many people as possible without you being there the opportunity to consume you for 8 to 12 hours and see you as this person that yeah, you are the audience. Absolutely. And they are the star, right? So like, as as I iterated through, I realized that, that that's what was happening. And then after that, it was just a matter of like, ah, this is the big realization of my life. So end of 2018, beginning of 2019, I just left the partnership because I wasn't like an e-commerce guy yeah. and just decided I wanted to follow this path. And now here I am at the launch of Be The Stage as my company with my partner, Isa. Which is a, is a great name, Be The Stage for you know all the reasons that you literally just talked about which is absolutely amazing i'm excited and and for those that are listening right now the episode actually before this one is isar so it's like a be the stage marathon right now i, I love know. it i i think that's a sign from the universe that if you're listening to this you should definitely look into this thing and you know i want to i want to bring into perspective uh like our experience right like with, with with the show and you know thank you uh to the people like watching live listening to us right now because it's become that right it's become mm -hmm. a, a stage where we are showcasing the relationships that we have and and we are developing but it started as in uh, an internal exercise for us to just get our message out right so the first like 20 episodes ish is just us and then after like what if we start bringing people, right? And and we say this all the time. Like we do the podcast for us. How can we learn more? How do, how can we connect with these amazing people and, and build those relationships? But then something organic started to happen because, like, I feel like people think that this is like very challenging to do, but it started to happen organically where these conversations started to develop, and then those relationships started to develop because we were together for a period of time, uh, sharing a common interest, right? And uh, so. After that, it continued to evolve into this amazing machine that, that or at least I think it's an amazing machine. Uh, <laughs> amazing machine. Maybe, maybe you're a little biased. Uh, you know? I know, I know. You, you guys can tell me in, in the comments, but it's allowed to develop amazing relationships, saved our mm -hmm. business. Uh, we have people commenting, hey, Pop Bro, in my ear. That's What's right. Up, Jen? I love Jen, man. She's great. Epic. Okay, shout out to, to Jen over there. Jen Joseph. Um, so. And, and I feel like because of the way that we communicate and because we've been in the space for a little bit, it might be easier. Was it was it the same for you or do you encounter some challenges along the way? And when we when you share this message with people, do they encounter some challenges? Yeah, Luis. So people, it, I just got off a call today, an old friend of mine that I've known since college, actually very much like a guy cut from my same cloth, same guy, you know, 
he had the same thing, right? Like he was like the jackass in the group of our friends uh, along with me, right? So we kind of butted heads when we were younger. Uh, (laughs) And then he's just become this dynamic lawyer, super networker involved with everything in Miami. And I broke this all down to him and he was just like, Pablo, nobody's ever, you know, he is, he's a guy that's, gotten really good at his craft and he studied a bunch of marketing and he's done a lot of networking right yeah and he's like i have never had anybody break it down to me like this that made so much intuitive sense Mm. and at the end of the day yeah luis i've spent two years iterating this message right Mm. so like at first people didn't really understand it at first my friends of my old legacy business relationship business world are just like well look at pablo on instagram trying to be an influencer that's what he's doing (laughs) but then as they start looking at the content for example this guy reached out he's just like dude when i first started watching you post content i'd be like oh, okay there's pablo being funny cool and then next time i saw you a little while later i was like oh, i started listening a little bit but i wouldn't click in to watch the rest of the igtv video yeah. and then one time i did and then now i can't stop doing it <laughs> and i need to know what the fuck you're doing right like like i need to know what you're doing yeah. right and and, yeah. I, and i broke it down to him like this when you are in the relationship business world right Lawyer, accountant, banker, whatever. At the end of the day, I think everything is the relationship business world, yeah. right? Like everything. we, we, we yes, agree absolutely. on this, right? Yeah. Like 100%. Um, no matter if you're a software, you're still in the relationship business world, right? Like it's yeah. all about like everything can be commoditized. It's all about how you treat your clients yeah. and what they think of you before they leave you for whatever else comes new, right? So yeah. when you are in the relationship business world, what used to be the ultimate sales machine was I'm going to take my client to dinner. Right, and what happens at dinner? You spend an hour with somebody talking about their hopes and dreams and what they're up to and what their family's doing and whatever. And yeah. then you're like, oh, well, how can I help you out? Blah, 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 right? Like that is, that was the relationship building tool. Yeah. Uh, still is, right? Golf game, we are just talking about golf, right? Yeah, 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 Four yeah. hours with somebody on a golf course. Or, that's, a, or that's, a poker tournament, Or right? a poker <laughs> tournament, yeah. We're just at Nathan Ruff talking about, about yeah. it, right? So, so that's, everybody understands that that's a relationship building tool. So everybody understands like a deep, Um, conversation with somebody brings you closer to somebody allows you to do business with them maybe not immediately but long term because they're close to your fold then if you also understand this stage concept then which isn't hard to understand for people right like people kind of intuitively get that the idea of featuring somebody as a keynote speaker at your event um, is a super value add to somebody, right? Like if you're yeah. like, not oh, so. So let's take it be- step one step further. If I introduce you to somebody, that's a value add. Everybody mm-hmm. gets that, right? So Absolutely. like, so now if I'm not just introducing you, but I'm also putting you on a stage in front of a hundred of my clients, that's a huge value add, yeah. right? So now, what if you mix the two of them, right? What yeah. if you have this intimate dinner relationship in front of a hundred of your clients, and mm-hmm. oh, by the way it now lives forever in a way that Jen can consume it right now mm-hmm. in the way that Justin can consume it on podcast right now. Cause he's listening right now or yeah. in a way that as you're scrolling through Instagram, your old friend that you haven't talked to in three months can be like, Oh, here's a three minute little tidbit of Luis. What's he up to yeah. and consume it that way. Right. So like yeah. when you explain it in the sense of like, these are just the same old relationship mechanisms. Then the interview is the dinner, the, the doing it live in front of an audience or doing it on, 
Facebook or just doing it on a podcast yeah. is the stage keynote and then the repurposing of the content that you guys do so freaking well better than anybody else in the world <laughs> Thank you. Thank is you. the automated follow-up mechanism is the how do I introduce you oh I'm just going to forward you this Instagram clip of my friend oh I'm just going to forward you this podcast yeah. it is the enabler of introductions for everybody and the follow-up mechanism if you're doing it consistently and you're just showing up in people's Absolutely. feeds once a day three times a day five times a day whatever right 75 a day shout, shout out to, to Holly yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. Or, 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 or not just that right yeah. but like showing up in multiple forms the way that you guys have perfected right like if I'm showing up if I'm showing up four times a day let's just say once a day on Instagram I'm showing up once a day on LinkedIn I'm showing up once a day on Facebook I'm showing up once a week in my podcast feed I'm showing up once a week on YouTube I'm showing up once a week in my email inbox yeah. and, and, I, and you know and, and, and I'm showing up once a week in a blog but it's not invasive right like it's not like yeah. you're not sitting there like trying to sell anybody all you're doing is putting people on a stage and allowing them to enroll into the audience as opposed to beating them over the head of, oh, yeah, no, be my client. No, no, it's not be my client. It's like, here, if you like this, this is for you, or you can yeah. scroll right past it. You can delete the yeah, email. Exactly. No big deal. But when you break it down to people like that, now they understand that this is a dinner, golf game, keynote speech, slash CRM all in one. Absolutely, dude. I, I love it, and it goes hand in hand. Well, first off, I wanna I wanna highlight something that you said. You work. You were working on your message for two years. Yeah. So I wanna highlight that for the audience, right? Like this is nothing that that it was born like like overnight. overnight. Uh, just like you know, Pablo's show. Just like his relationships. Just like us. It's something that you have to nurture, right? Like not only the art of publishing, but the art of the relationship. And what this medium allow you to do is to multiply that and speed up that process. Like you said, like how do you scale relationship in today's world? like this, right? Like you create this environment where you can have this amazing conversation. And then from that conversation, you can deliver all these assets to enhance that conversation, which is value to that guest, to that relationship. And then trust levels goes up and then you can have this amazing conversation, right? Like where um, I was introduced to sales from the previous company that I was working on, it was very like on the convincing way, right? And then I d dove into the Grand Cardone way, which is like very invasive, right? And I, and I was like, man, because I was in a place where like I needed that and I didn't know what I didn't know. I'm like, I'm gonna follow that, right? And uh, got some results, but not the best results, right? I wasn't building the right relationships. It was like very, like it, there was a lot of friction there. Uh, and then as we started to learn a little bit more, as we started to have these conversations with you on content, when we started to put our thoughts into, into words and put it out to the world, we started realizing that maybe that's not the way that me personally sync with that method, right? There's some people that do, good for them. For me, it wasn't. Like, I didn't feel really comfortable to the point that I was second-guessing myself on, like, is this really the thing that I want to do? Is this really th the thing that, do I want to build a business? Do I want to sell? Um, and saying... If I have to sell this way, I don't want to do it, right? So, you know, the phrase of the podcast is the, in the pursuit of the frictionless sell, right? And, and it really uh, is. By the way, I, I've stolen that a thousand times. <laughs> frictionless nurture is what I call it. But the word fr uh, uh, friction. I steal you guys all your stuff, right? You know, the MVP, the <laughs> minimum viable. I know, go ahead. Ha hashtag smooth operator. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, so, but, but, but it's that, right? It's like, how can we establish, first off, those conversations with uh, relationships that mm -hmm. can mean something really big on the back end, mm -hmm. but also for the audience, right? I'm creating these very high quality points of contact that are 
full of value, right? That, that we can use in many ways, not only on social content, but like you said, on those follow-ups with those emails. Yesterday, we were, t- we were checking out an app called uh, Hello.fm uh, with one of our like clients, like Hello, guests. Uh, Hello Audio. Hello Audio, Not right? FM. And then we can grab those pieces like of uh, golden nuggets and compile them to where like, hey man, you want to listen to something really inspirational so so it can like kickstart your thought process? Mm-hmm. Man, listen to that. I'm like, wow, amazing solutions, right? That come from this amazing conversation and to the guest is so much value and then really you know it's a cookie analogy i'm giving cookies 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 yep. and then when i have the ask i just take one but they have so many cookies in their hands they're not going to get angry right yeah which you know fancy that doesn't happen because every time he has a ton of cookies and i ask for one he gets like super angry but well, uh, I, I have <laughs> none left because i ate them all that's what happened that's what happened uh Fonzie and i are of the same side of the uh, of the bro family there right like I, <laughs> I, I will literally i will literally go through like a mall food court just taking sample 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 yeah. but at some point i stop and i eat and I buy a meal from one of those samples yeah, right? Exactly. Like, yeah. and it's probably the one that actually treat you better and you know build a, a, a little bit of a relationship yeah. with you in that moment right maybe they ask something or they try to build that relationship that yeah. that's happened to me like some of the decisions I made that had been biased because I like the person on the other side a little bit better yeah. right like you again you build that no trust and like factor like nobody else and that's what I love about being the stage um, and by be the stage, I mean your business too, right? What you guys do for for these other for these companies is is just absolutely amazing. And we've we've discussed this many times, and we say we haven't found a downside to publishing. So I'm gonna play devil's advocate here, I'm, and I'm gonna ask you, you know, like, do you think there's actually a downside? And 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 I'm asking. I know it's a weird no, question answer. to ask, but. I have tried to, you know, not self-sabotage myself, but I've really tried to find it. I'm like, dude, like, we have built relationships, we have built consistency, we have built our our business. So I'm curious, like, what would someone say to self-sabotage themselves so then, you know, we can help them move forward? Yeah, man, I think the downside to publishing is a short-term downside, and that is that if you don't know yourself very well, mm. it's going to show you who you are. Mm-hmm. Right? So like at the end of the day, guys, when I, when I tell you that I've been obsessed with relationship building my whole life, the first two concepts that I, that I really just like totally, totally bought into is that, that the two quickest way to build it is add value to somebody or share a vulnerability, mm-hmm. right? Like if, the fact that you guys are Venezuelan, right? Like I understand what your family is going through because you are there, you are here and they're there. That bonds us, right? So the idea that if if you are scared to share that stuff, then you are going to project another image of yourself that that isn't you right like so yeah, like so yeah. that that vulnerability piece and the uh, at the end of the day authenticity today is the highest form of currency oh yeah right because we went from a world that used to have this like power over dynamic right i, I got this i learned this from my wife who learned it from Brene brown right but like we went mm-hmm. from this world that had a power over dynamic we used to find an advantage hold it to ourselves and hold it over people in order for them to have to pay us, in order for them to have to, whatever yeah. it was that created that advantage. You know, the, the big thing that's happened with information being completely free is that whatever advantage you have today is not going to be your advantage tomorrow. 
Yeah. Right? So you got to figure out how to win on a power with dynamic. Yeah. And the only way that you can figure out a power with dynamic is by really understanding who you are and what value you have to offer and then understanding who the people around you are, yeah. what value they have to offer and figure out how to make the best pizza out of it, man. You know, yeah, like, like like that's it, right? So to me, the downside of publishing, right? Because I talk to I talk to my friends about, listen, at the end of the day, if you look at our culture, right? And the amount of relationships that are being built online right now, built and or nurtured online on a personal level and Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, whatever. Is that going to go up or down in the next 10 years? Everybody says up, right? Yeah, like unequivocally and it's already happening a lot right yeah. now. Then I'm like, okay, so what are you teaching your kids about how to communicate? Like, do you, you know, would you want a kid that's a really good public speaker? Like I was as a kid, Absolutely. right? Do you want a kid that's a, that, that talks to adults and can, like I did when I was a kid, when we'd fly from Madrid to, to Caracas and I would ask to sit by myself cause I'd sit next to some adult and I'd convince them to buy me a Toblerone. <laughs> and then that adult would go be like, what do you feed this? This guy's amazing. Go talking to my parents, right? Like you want that kid. So yeah. you got to teach your kid how to communicate online. Cause this is not going away. Right. Yeah. So yeah. at the end of the day, what they tell me, the downside there is like, yeah, man, but they're not ready. They're not ready for like trolls and they're not ready for comments and blah, 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 blah. And I get that for a kid on the short term. Right. Yeah. But also at the end of the day, you need to prepare yourself for feedback, man. You know, yeah. like this is the way that the world communicates. This is the way that the world gives feedback at scale. And you talked about me refining my message for two years. You know why I was able to so quickly iterate through my message? Because I had a ton of uh, feedback. Absolutely. Right. The first night. 90 days of me figuring out what I was going to do. I went to five conferences in 90 days and I, and I made four, I have, a, I still have the Excel spreadsheet of 450 <laughs> people that I connected with, including your boy, George, uh, what, George Bryant. Yeah. yeah, yeah episode Bryant released uh, episode. a few weeks ago. Yeah. Super huge man crush on that guy. After listening <laughs> to this episode. George, like, you just shut out. You yeah, know? yeah. Shout out to George. Um, you know, I connected with 450 people like, Hey man, I'm thinking about being a professional networker. What do you think about this? I'm thinking about being a speaker. What do you think about that? Iterate, 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 yeah, 450 times yeah. in 90 days conversations, right? Then when I took it to online, now I was having those conversations, plus the world could tell me what it was, right? Plus yeah. like my Tia Begonia could tell me what it was in Venezuela uh, yeah. if, if she had a look on it, right? Like oh, my, my nieces can tell me if this is cool or not. My my, my parents can. All My, my buddy, Justin Cappy, who, who I was just talking about, right? Yeah. Like he can reach out and be like, yo, man, I knew you in college and I've known you now. And like now I'm really impressed. That's feedback, bro. Like, I yeah. wouldn't be getting that feedback if I was just exactly. in a room shaking hands, right? So, like, oh, the, the downside to it is feedback. If you're not comfortable with feedback, then, by the way, that's that's a downside for you as you perceive it, but it's only going to make that, you a better person. That's what I was going to say. I'm like, <laughs> exactly. is it actually a downside, <laughs> right? Because, look, like, at the end of the day, you said... If you don't know who you are, publishing will show you pretty quickly, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And 100%. I think that's incredible, especially for people that are looking to grow. And if you're putting yourself out there and you, you know, publishing, you probably are looking to grow as a person, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner. So putting yourself in those uncomfortable situations are going to lead you to growth. So it leads mm -hmm. to my original question. Is there actually a downside, right? <laughs> I, I don't think there is. I just think, yeah. I think that's the, per, that's the perceived yeah. downside. Yeah. The perceived downside uh, is yeah, people are going to figure out I'm a fraud, but they're only going to think you're a fraud if you're acting like a fraud. And guess what? The quicker you realize that being a fraud is not good for you, the yep. better you're going to be long-term. That's Absolutely. why you got to jump on and do your 45 live from your phone on your house, because you know, this is how this relationship started. Mm -hmm. that the, and the 
the big time, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And just be authentic. I want to highlight something that you said earlier, the power of repeat conversations, right? You say you went to these live events, right? That was the, 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 the method at the time. And you started asking these questions. Same thing happens with us, uh, Fun Hacking Live 2020. Yep. Like we met this one uh, photographer, shout out to Nate, amazing guy, right? And and he's like, man, like I, I would like to use your product, right? Like uh, how much you, will you charge me? And he was a different type of customer. And because we were having that conversation, we got feedback on the product, right? And then yeah. immediately we were like, let's test this because everybody in this conference produces content that we might be able to work with, right? And we were looking at it at a very different angle. So we go out and we start asking everybody in the, in the lines, like, this is what we do. This is how we do it. Everybody's like, that's genius. That's amazing. Let me introduce you to somebody. Let me." Yeah. And the feedback was so overwhelmingly possible, uh, positive that we're like, man, we completely switch, you know, when things got really bad, we're like, we have to go there, right? Yep. That's when COVID happened and we yep. transitioned completely online and and things have been like really, really good since. Yeah. And, uh, and not only that. Fun fact, sorry, real quick, is this is a little tangent. Yeah. Um, if you guys go in a conference and you're looking to meet people and prove your ideas, in a piece of paper, write, we want to meet you, or if you're by yourself, I want oh, to meet you, yes. and take a, take a picture with <laughs> I it, totally and then forgot about that. open your airdrop, and you're going to see all the people that have their airdrops open, and just airdrop them on their phone, and they're going to see, they're going to see your face, like, I want to meet you, and they're going to be looking for you. Immediately, you're going to see people like this, turning their heads, and you're like, he got it, he got it, he, she got it, he, and then he, you can he, go he, and talk to them. He says it because we actually did that. Yeah, and we we're so smart, bro. I'm adding that to my so anyway so if if the short like the shortest and i doing air quotes for those listening path to growth or improvement is to get as much feedback as possible it's like okay you know we talked to Jared about this like feeling forward how do i how do it's i iteration, man. iteration iteration how do i get more samples right let's yeah. not call it failures let's call them samples how do i get samples like go out and have these conversations now if you cannot be at an event Right, because right now with whatever world the world is happening, or or money wise, or you cannot just get physically to that event. Now we have these amazing platforms that you can have that conversation every single day, and then you can use that content to repeatedly put it out there. Right, like we were having conversation with Holly Homer, third biggest kids blog in America, ten million views uh, last month. Right. She's saying, I post 75 times a day on Facebook. Uh, imagine yeah. how much feedback she's so getting. Jealous. She And she's data-driven, right? Everybody's like, she she mentioned this in a conference and people are b- butchering her because like, you're not supposed to post more than two a day, like whatever. And she's like, man, like my data says that everything goes up. My data says that this is the feedback. My data says that these are the articles that we need to share. This is the, the, the what data says, right? Yeah. So how can I collect more data? And I think, like you said, Per, that perception is what limits people from diving, deep diving into 100%. this thing. And I remember the first conversation that we had with uh, one of our clients, right? Together. Yeah. We're proposing this and we're like, we need to create multiple points of contact across multiple platforms yeah. and test this out. And they were so worried that we were going to inundate like these peoples. And what happened? Now they're like, give me more because we're getting traffic, because we're getting these amazing conversations, right, on the relationship with that stage that you were able to build through the content that on our side we've been able to publish, right? So um, I think that's a, a, a belief that we can crush today yeah. on yeah. the repeat conversations, yeah. man. I, I, it's amazing. I mean, my, my take on that is that someone realized that they didn't have the capacity of publishing that many <laughs> times and they were like, how do I sell my idea? 
I'm gonna ah, create. So I'm gonna good. create this thing that says you can only post two two times a day, <laughs> and, and you know, and and sell hey, people man. on that idea. Yeah. And I think it has become the the normal that yeah. that people kind of like look at themselves. They're like, oh, I cannot do it this many times, so I'm gonna settle for this one. Well, well so let me say something else, right? Number one, that data driven is amazing, right? There's also that graph that Grant Cardone puts out. That's like the publishing oh. to income. That 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 is a really really nice representation. Yeah. What I hear, and I heard it today in that conversation with my buddy Cappy, right? He goes, how much is too much? Like, how, how, do you, how do you know if you're oversaturating the market? When it comes to social media, the algorithm solves for that. Yeah. Because the way that the algorithm works is it shows you a little bit of something. If you interact with it, it shows you more. If you don't interact with it, it shows you less. So guess what? If you're posting 150 times a day and every time that you post I scroll right through it they're not going to keep showing it to me so it doesn't matter whereas if I kind of like Cappy said I, when, when, I, when, when I engage with it then it's going to show me the second post of the Absolutely. day yeah. you know a couple, a couple down the screen if I engage with that one it's going to show it to me again and I explained that to him and he's like you know you're right because when I was first looking at your content, I would scroll right past it and I would only see you every <laughs> once in a while. Yeah. Then I started clicking on it and I saw you more. And now you're like there in front of my face all the, yeah, time. the time. And I'm like, yeah, no, that's the algorithm, bro. So like, uh, you know, the feedback that you get is optimized with the algorithm, right? Like if no one's engaging with your content, you need to iterate and find something better, right? Like, Absolutely. And, and it's the same as that conversation, right? It's the same as you guys growing up, kicking a soccer ball a thousand times with your right, then a thousand times with your left. And that's why, because you did that for F 20 Fossey years. didn't do it with his left, just so yeah, you know. Like I, 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 really I just see my, my yeah. right foot. That's, <laughs> that's, again, another thing we share. I have no left leg either, right? Um, but listen, man, it's the same thing in communications, yeah, yeah. right? Like yeah. it's the same thing in communicating. The first time mm -hmm. that I gave a speech on stage, I wasn't that good and then after a couple of times that I was you know in this nonprofit world introducing people I remember an event where I came up you know I gave this like 20 minute introduction of this like 150 person event that I had put together I come off the stage and my buddy Greg Deutsch who's a lawyer and a great public speaker was like dude when when did you learn to to, to, to speak so well like you didn't yeah. say um you didn't say oh. I was like oh I guess it's like the 15th time I've done this yeah. right so like Absolutely. it's it's the same thing for everything right so like whether it is how you publish content or whether it is people don't like your offer Right, like if you if you ask three people if they like your business and three people tell you yes or three people tell you no, that's one data point, man. But yeah. if you if you ask a hundred people and three people tell you yes and ninety seven tell you no, that's a much more valid data point. Yeah. Right. Yes. So like so it's the same thing with this. If you're using it for business, if you're using it for relationship building, well, if, if you're using it to find yourself, if you if you're using <laughs> it to, to figure out if this is really how yeah. people see you, right? Like th this this is the tool, man. This is yeah. it at scale. Well, I, I remember when we changed perspective, right? Like we were coming from this world of, you know, now I say uneducated people on this medium, right? Where it's like, hey, you know, the likes and the engagement and, you know, it's like, how do I achieve like the thing and, and the traffic and blah, blah, blah. And then we're like, what if instead of like putting this perfect content, perfect recording content out, right? On the production level, we just put content out out to see what happens right and 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 we started treating it as like the that data point like let's try things out let's have fun how can we execute like on this content right how can we make it enjoyable for us because if it's not enjoyable for us we will never do it right and i think there is where a lot of people are hung up on this content game relationship because they probably don't enjoy doing it. We had a story with one of our biggest clients like before we started implementing this that we will go and shoot for them right but 
the people behind the camera were not enjoying the process. They were not sold on. They were not convinced. Like they, they did not believe that that was a thing, right? And and we spent so much time and so much energy trying to explain why. Just so you know, for the audience, like if you are in that place, just know that we don't even have conversations that don't believe uh, content is the way to go, right? Like if you that it's not my business to convince you, right? We we deal with people that already believe that because. It is. It's worked for us. It's worked for many people, right? So I don't want to lose my time with people that are not. So you can listen to the show. You can, you know, that's why we have the show. But at the same time, they're they're not enjoying the process. They were like, there was so much friction to execute. What happened? The the relationship kind of, you know, went south. And, you know, when it was a hard time to make a decision, either yes or no, they decided with no. Yep. And that's fine, right? And, and that's a, a learning point. So I think we got to understand that we also have to enjoy this when producing, when having these conversations, right? Or if this is the way to go, understand that the benefit on the on the back end is so big. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm curious because you mentioned perfect content, right? They were waiting for the perfect content. And I know we waited for a very long mm -hmm. time to have perfect content. But I'm curious now, was your def what is your definition of perfect content? Man, that's a great question, Fonz. Oh, uh, yeah, that's I, good. That's good. To me, to me, the definition of perfect content is a con is a piece of content that's serving everybody involved, right? Like that's what I mean by mm -hmm. being the stage and not the star of the stage. I think that it is much more powerful to be a kingmaker than to be a king. Because if you're trying to be kingmaker, all the wannabe kings want to be your friend. Whereas if you're trying yeah. to be king, all the wannabe kings hate your guts, right? <laughs> so yeah. I think the perfect content is this. It's what we're doing right here. We are having a conversation that promotes me, that promotes you, promotes you, and is super valuable to the audience and to our friend that's listening right now. Mm -hmm. yeah. That to me is the is the perfect piece of content. And that is what people don't get in business, right? Like they think that content is sales, right? Yep. They don't they don't see it as networking, right? Mm -hmm. Like somebody that is for for example, a gym owner, right? Like yeah. a gym owner goes to a networking event. If they're the type of gym owner that's like, you need a gym? No, okay. You need a gym? No, okay. <laughs> you need a gym? No, okay. Guess what? They're going to suck at networking and they're not, <laughs> yeah. and they're not going to build in, they're not going to find clients that way. Yeah. But if they go to a networking event, they're like, Hey, Luis, what do you do? Oh, you do content. All right. That's cool, man. Oh, my buddy Jim over there. He is somebody that is in the, uh, You know, he's in a software space for content creators. Let's go talk to him. And then you and, and, and then you introduce them and you have this like three-way conversation. And you're like, yeah, Luis is this like amazing content creator. Uh, Luis over here is this software thing. Maybe you can make content for the software and the software can help your business out. You know, and, and you create that yeah. connection point. Guess what? They're more likely to come to my gym than if I'm like, oh, you're a content creator? How much do you bench? Oh, not enough. <laughs> oh, you're, a so you're a software guy? Do you ever do legs? No? no okay, what? you're out. I can bench his mic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it's, it, it really is that, right? Yeah, so like yeah. people people that have spent a lot of times in networking rooms yeah. understand that like spraying freaking business cards is invaluable. And but that's not the first thing that they think of when you walk in, right? When I was yeah, 25 years old, yeah. I thought that that's what networking was. Then yeah, I spent yeah. 10,000 hours doing it. When I first yeah. started making content, I thought that it was like, hey, look at Pablo, hey, you know, like. <laughs> and then I realized, oh no, 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 wait a minute. For business, for business development, yeah. for relationship building through content, the best thing to do is approach it like networking. And yeah. Everybody understands that networking is super, super valuable. So people just Absolutely. need to see content that way and yeah. not try to make it so linear, man. I love it. I love okay. it. I, I love the conversation on the perfect content, kingmaker versus king, and content is not sales. I just want to highlight yeah. those three things. I'm, 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 cur I'm so curious good. on... Tu bueno, muy bueno. Yeah, that, that's, that, that's very good. <laughs> Ooh. Rico suave. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
<laughs> all right, all right, okay, come on, let's slow down. Okay. We'll, we'll, wow. we'll leave that for Friday, guys. Yeah, that was that intense. Real, um, real Hispanic, real quick. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I love what you, you know said, said about perfect content, which is serves everyone involved, right? And yeah. I mean, I love that because most people think perfect content from a production standpoint, right? And we always say, like, this is actually the message that we started telling ourselves yeah. to get 45 live done, which was quality of the message yeah. before quality of the production, yeah. right? And that for us was huge because that's when we realized mm -hmm. you can have the best looking video, but if the message is not there, people are not gonna, mm -hmm. right? Like they're, they're not gonna watch it, yeah. but you can have a terrible production. If you have the message, yeah. they are, they, they're probably gonna stick there and, and watch it through. So I think a good message too helps as well with, you know, serving everybody involved. But I, I think yours just took it to a whole different level. And I'm, Like you steal some of her stuff, I'm gonna steal this stuff yeah, from dude. you. Um, but I, I'm curious, you know, as you were talking, you were like most people that get into networking, they get in with the idea of spraying business cards and you know, like the same mentality. And I feel it's the same with sales. Yeah. People that get into sales, most people think is convincing a lot, you know, mm -hmm. those hard sales. I'm curious, like why do you think if if most of the success is found on doing the right thing, mm -hmm. like building relationship, why are more people not aware of it? Why are people coming into these spaces with the mentality of, I'm going to spray and, you know, the business cards and all that stuff? I, I think it's because we're an inflection point in history. Like we, like I said, we were, for the last 2,000 years of humanity, we've been under this power over dynamic, and that's how you achieve yeah. Yeah. what you want, is by beating the shit out of somebody else that has it. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. now, now that so much is so abundant, right? Like now that somebody in uh, Nairobi can put a piece of content and connect with me or like hit me up on Facebook or LinkedIn or whatever, you know, now that we have broken down those barriers of access yeah. to yeah. just about everybody, right? Like I, I can send um, Richard Branson a DM on LinkedIn. Yeah. He may or may not respond. If it's super valuable, he will. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like before that to get a meeting with Richard Branson. I had to stalk him for a month and uh, buy his secretary coffee every morning and, you know, like... And, or go, and, go to his island or yeah. swim to his <laughs> island. Like, who knows? <laughs> Take a jet ski to his island, whatever, whatever, right? Like, yeah, yeah. But, but, you know, like now that there's no more... Now that we have removed the barriers of access, we are in an inflection point in history, right? Like we yeah. are in this moment where the, the world... there's. It seems so obvious to us because we're in this world, but yeah. the majority of the business world, the majority of anybody that is 30 and over. Sorry, sorry, we gotta acknowledge <laughs> something here. Fonzie has been playing with the freaking pen when Pablo here is delivering the most value and then the, play, the pen just flies over. Yeah. It's the third time that happens in the podcast, I, man, come on. I'm not playing with it. It's like my, you know, it helps me focus. Can you do, uh, so Pablo's I, doing I, I, a, a, a trick and, and he just did like and this crazy and dropped it again. They're the same people, they're the same people. This is a problem. Usually I'm on this side of the table so when i missed it still lands on the table yeah, yeah. but now there's a cliff on the yeah. other side and when i miss i'm like oh geez i gotta go the way down there wow. uh, but okay paulo sorry so why did you interrupt the, the guest i, I need the to awesome i need to acknowledge this and then you guys are the same pe person wow. so paulo's laughing here it doesn't care uh anyway hey. yeah hey. okay wow I, so, I, I apologize so listen, on behalf of yeah. all the listeners yeah, yeah. we're in an inflection point issue right gary v talks about this all the time right yeah. like when um when the printing press came out, all of a sudden, 
you know, the most powerful person in the world used to be the guy that could give the speech on a rock to 100 people and get them motivated. When the printing press came out, the writer became the most powerful person in the world because it was an inflection point in ability yeah. to scale a message, right? Like when radio came out, the person that could do radio kind of content became the most powerful person in the world. Then TV came out and then the radio people lost, yeah. right? And then TV people became the most powerful people in the world. Right now, we're at this moment where the mixture of everything has come together. The ability to communicate in whatever medium that you can communicate in is now multiplied in any kind of medium that you want. And on top of yeah. that, it is free. That you don't have to pay yeah. for an ad. Like you can amplify it with advertising, right? Like money yeah, can yeah, help absolutely. just like everything, right? Um, but at the, at the end of the day, all of that is there for everybody. So the abundance of what is available, the the piece of the pie has become enormous, right? Like I was just talking, Cappy again, same conversation. If I you feel can, like we need to bring this Cappy dude, into the show. Should. I'm like, going to have him on my podcast because I love okay. this guy, right? Like he's freaking <laughs> hilarious. Um, but if you can sell 100 bucks to 10,000 people, you're making a million bucks, right? And that used to be a really difficult thing, right? Like yeah. getting, you know, getting to a 10,000 person audience or getting the reach to 10,000 people used to take a lot of money by itself. Yeah. Nowadays, bro, you make the right piece of content and you get and you trend yeah. and you've got a million people, right? So all the at bats that you can take. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I love what you're saying, and I'm Please gonna I'm gonna wow. challenge interrupting that. him again. Yes, cool. cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, pen drop. <laughs> pick up, bro, Pablo. You're saying. By the way, like for those like tuning into the story on pick up, bro, Pablo was here, the founder of that idea. So yeah. cl clearly, I'm winning. Anyways, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna challenge that idea, right? Because uh, you 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 said something there, like if it go if it goes viral, right? But what are the chances that goes viral in a in a business environment, right? Like we have people, and we had this conversation earlier with Josh, right? With Josh Forty, right? We because we're having this feedback on like how can we make something shareable right and there's different elements that we're looking at we can dive into that later yeah. but for a, a business right that sells real estate not mm -hmm. the most yeah. sexy thing like for us it's really sexy because it's like oh man like recurring revenue and all these benefits <laughs> on it right but but for the normal audience out there that might not be as familiar with this topic right what are the chances of that content going viral right so I don't know ask Dollar Shave Club Okay, so hold on, hold on, hold on. By the way, like I, I agree with what you said. I'm yeah, just yeah. like I'm I'm just trying to formulate this this thought. Please. And and bring some context into it because You're you're doing a great job. I feel like uh, thank you. I feel like <laughs> a lot of, uh, notice the sarcasm in, in Fonsi's <laughs> comment. Thank you. I acknowledge it. I ignore it. Um <laughs> Wow, man! You just like threw me <laughs> off the no, no, no. off the train. You're talking about you're talking about the likelihood. No, 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 of going hold on. Viral for a business. Yeah. Uh, no, yes and no. Okay, so you mentioned that, and I feel like a lot of people get hung up on that. They're they're in the constant mm -hmm. look and search for a viral piece of content. Now, here here's the thing. Now we have access to these free things, yeah. right? And it's not it's not maybe one piece of content. It's a combination of all these assets that we're putting out there because us, we stopped looking at, at, uh, at metrics. Yep. I don't know. We're here and there. We kind of see to see where it stands. Mm -hmm. But halfway through this process of launching the show, yeah. we had about 10,000 hours of content watched. Not even like listen, just watched. Epic, bro. And that to me, like, is insane, right? Like when we're starting the show, I don't even know what we have now. Like, probably up there yeah. right and this is completely for free people that are tuning in to listen to your message getting your feedback so i just want to crush again that belief that here and there you might get that viral piece and that shareability but at the end of the day it's a combination of everything right and and you're filtering that through the message through the content that you repeatedly put out there 
attracting those eyeballs consistently over time. You're right. So, You're right. Listen, I'll bring it back to the same analogy we've been making of just regular relationship building. The viral content is all of a sudden you pull up to an airplane and Warren Buffett's sitting next to you. Exactly. That's, you know, like exactly. that, that is viral, you know, like, or you go to a coffee shop in Omaha, Nebraska, and Warren Buffett is in the line behind you, right? Like completely randomly. Yeah. The yeah. publish every day is I go to Omaha, Nebraska. I go to every single fundraiser. I go to every single networking exactly. event. I go to, you know, like I go to every business event possible. I go to every church and I talk to everybody. And the likelihood of me running into Warren Buffett goes up exponentially because now I may be talking to his secretary and yes. talking to somebody else over and over again so they both by the way one feeds into the other right like the more you do one the more likely that the other becomes as well yep so you know like i i think it's right in line with what you're saying i i love that right and it's kind of like chasing virality it'll lead to disappointment because you're just putting the content out there with that in mind when you cannot control whether a piece of content go viral or not. Correct. But then if you use what we call the, the extrovert theory, right, which is everybody has that friend, right, that they are like, why is that person so lucky? Mm-hmm. The only reason is because they are extroverts and they put themselves out there in more opportunities, right? They, yeah. they shake more hands, yeah. right? Or, or in a party, they might go and meet more girls or more boys, whatever, right? And it's like, mm. dude, like... That person gets lucky is because it's getting in front of more opportunities. So what you're saying is exactly that. Right. Create more content, put it out there more. Your chances, your pro- your probabilities of getting one of these pieces of content going viral is going to go up. Fancy. Spoiler alert, I'm that friend, right? Like I'm, I'm, I know. I'm, I'm the That's why I was looking at you. <laughs> yeah, like my brother, my brother used to call me Ferris Bueller, right? Like, I don't know if you guys have seen the movie oh, Ferris yeah, Bueller yeah. Yeah. off, right? Like the guy that everything always breaks right for because I was yeah. always in the mix, right? Like I'm always just like looking to connect with people and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I get lucky all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it, that same concept works on like the person to person relationship it's the same thing in content man yeah. like it really uh, is like it's one to one and that's and that's the uh, once people can make that bridge then they can really really understand yeah. it yep. right absolutely love it i mean we're going to have to have you again a third yeah. time uh, well, and of course. can we give some like tangible practical tips for businesses it's, it's like you've it's like you've heard the it's show like listen to the show it's or anything like it's like a bro like that, that's, third bro that's my, my next question what are some actionable points that people can do to to create a stage to create these connections to it's, you know move their business forward yes it is what we did for jwb mm-hmm. right the first thing that you do if you're a business is you figure out who you're trying to serve right once you figure out who you're trying to serve you need to understand that you're only one part of that equation Mm. right like whatever i'm sorry you figure out who you're trying to serve and what they want right yeah your product is one of the one bajillion things that these people (laughs) want right like um so so once you figure out who you're trying to serve and what they want then you take an inventory of what you have available to you that you can offer to the people whom you're trying to serve that fits into what they want. You look at your network, you Mm. look at your employees, you look at yourself, what do you have to offer? You look at the people who you wanna build a relationship with that might be able to serve your clientele, that that, that will also serve you as well. And you look at your clientele themselves, right? Like that that is a very underappreciated part of this equation, which we've learned with JWB, (laughs) that's the best performing content, right? So like once you take that inventory and you're like, okay, these people want, so let's say JWB, for example, right? Like the people the people that are JWB's clientele are looking to invest in real estate without the hassle, right? That is, that is what we figured out that they want. So people that want to invest in real estate without the hassle are really interested in 
investment strategies. They're interested in tax saving tips. They're interested in like, how can I build my business? They're interested in, oh, is this city that I may or may not be investing in a good city to invest in long term, right? And then the next step was reach out and talk to people that can provide context for that, right? So like, so then we reached out, we started this, we started what you guys are doing, an interaction point that is a stage, an online interaction point that has a specific cadence, right? So it becomes a show, just like going to the panel event at the Chamber of Commerce, right? But you have this online show that you bring on the person that you are trying to build a relationship with that can serve your audience. Yeah. You invite your audience, so they all tune in on Zoom, they tune in on Facebook, they turn in on our Facebook group, however they want, Yeah. right? You have this valuable conversation, and then you try to maximize the three things that I think are really important, which is value exchange, right? Like giving them valuable information, yeah. relationship enablement, mm-hmm. which, I think of in three ways, right? There's three relationships that you can build when you're doing this. Mm. Two of them are pretty natural to think of. Well, number one is the relationship you're building with your guest. Okay. Number two is, the, I'm sorry, yeah, so in, in, in relationship enablement, it's all about the audience seeing themselves in the content, right? So, mm. um, so, you wanna, so you wanna create the relationship between you and your guest, you wanna create the relationship between you and your audience, and then you wanna create the relationship between your audience and your guest, yeah. right? And, and, and then, you want to maximize content out of that, right? So it's like value, relationships, content. And the way that you maximize content is by hiring the biz bros, right? Like it's, it's, or, <laughs> or, or, by, or by figuring out what you guys do for a living, which is better than anybody else that I've seen. And I've been thinking about this for a long time. It's how do you take a one hour long video, turn it into a one hour long video on YouTube, turn it into a 10 minutes best of on YouTube, turn it into five pieces of video content that is storytelling, five quote cards, five questions and answer segments, one email about it, one blog about it, one podcast about it, right? Like now you're showing up everywhere and you're creating this web yeah. and you want the content to focus on the audience seeing themselves in it. Three ways the audience see themselves in it. Two of them are natural. One of them is, is it valuable to me, right? Yeah. Like then I'll tune in. Two of them is, am I there? Am I being invited on, right? Like that's the whole like yeah. having, your, having your client on as a guest. And third, which is what I think Gary Vee does so well, <laughs> is how can you incorporate somebody asking a question into the content, right? Ooh, whether, so it's, good, yeah. whether it's, hey, Jen Josie said, blah, you know, like Jen Josie said, these three guys are in the relationship business loaded with sincerity and authenticity. Thank you. And Jen Thank Josie you. is an <laughs> awesome real estate pro that yes. you want to connect with her and she's great. And by the way, here's the answer to what Jen Josie just asked and make sure that her name and what she asked and the answer makes it into the micro content now creates this effect of like oh shit i gotta show up live to the biz bro show because i may make it onto the micro content to the biz bro show and then that's going to expose me to their audience right so that's the same reason why i follow gary v around everywhere (laughs) because every time i go see him speak live i get up and ask an intelligent question and d-rock puts his camera on me (laughs) and all of a sudden i'm in his instagram feed and i've showed up in gary v's social media three times already and that is a huge that's a huge credit ability factor for yeah. you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like so so yeah, so it's take inventory of who the people you're trying to serve and what they need, take inventory of the assets that you have around around you that can serve that need, create the stage where you are bringing in the people that they need, the relationships that they want to form and the information that they want to learn, serve it up to them at scale and then make sure that the three pieces of relationship building make it into micro content in as many ways as possible. It's that freaking simple. Whew. Mind blow. Masterclass um, exclusive guys you heard it here at the Contents Profit Podcast for the first time <laughs> and I want to add a piece to this consistently 
do this consistently. How long have we have have we been doing this for, uh, for a few months now? Almost a year. And how long are they planning on doing it? He was literally talking about a hundred years. They're literally <laughs> building a studio to continue to conti yeah. this strategy because the results not only of the relationships but with but with the clients, right? Like the people, the quality of people that are coming in, like they're people that are interested that want to do this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the benefits are like like I said, the, I, the, not, I, I, not there's just no that their their average order price has gone up, right? Like it, it went incredible. from it went from the way that that the way that the story arc plays out when you start doing this, which is what I predicted, which is exactly what's happening, <laughs> yeah. is first. You reactivate old clients of yours that were like, oh, yeah, I remember I love these guys. Why don't I invest in more properties? Why don't I buy, my, buy more T-shirts? Yeah. Why don't I go to the gym more often? Yeah. Right? Like, those people come back. Then your sales increase, right? Like, Q1 was reactivation of customers. Yeah. Q2 was their sales increased. Yeah. Q3 became their average order price went up. Because <laughs> now people that are investing in properties aren't just buying one property because they're like, eh, I want to get into rental income investing. They're like, oh, no, yeah. no. This is a wealth creation vehicle of an asset class that fits into my portfolio like this and I'll take three homes please <laughs> right? that's yeah. what happens and for you listening guys like it, it like again like this is, if this works in this market it works in anywhere like the other day we were having a conversation I mean, we're selling houses bro exactly <laughs> they're selling houses like to me that's like that's mind blowing, mind -blowing. through through Honestly, content so yeah. so you know Pablo what you guys like kickstarted here with like be the stage and, and that strategy is, is amazing and thank you so much for allowing us to be a part of this because yes I mean we do believe in content and it, and it is a piece of this incredible strategy. So if you guys want uh, to connect with Pablo and make sure that this is, you know, something that you guys are looking into, um, you get this can be really applied to any model because the other day we had a, a business like marketing, uh, sorry, a, a fitness market director here in the office yep. have, uh, asking us some questions on how to do this, right? And we're like, look, when 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 we started working with you guys, it's the same the same client that we lost a few months ago, right? And they yep. came they came back to us was like. Hey, can can this happen again? And we're like, oh, we don't know. Uh, but they're like, we tackle it very differently. Like we 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 miss the the other the connection part with the other business. But how can you network and develop the relationship if you're a brick and mortar with the businesses that are next to you? Bring them into that platform, collaborate together. Then you have content for both like locations. Yeah. You guys distribute that. It's points of contact for both of you guys. Yeah. Value for them, value for you. Then you yeah. can do a joint venture, figure out a promotion. Like there's so much stuff. Like it's yeah. so good. It, it, it can be applied anywhere, honestly. Anywhere. The other day. Exercise, right? Like, can we just, I'm, I'm sorry, bro, go. Uh, appreciate it, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the <laughs> other day we had a musician, actually, a conversation a with musician, a musician. Yeah. And and he was talking about, you know, we're trying to sell merch and like the ads and the thing. And I'm like, dude, like you want to get up there and uh, with the authority figures, yeah. create a podcast, yeah. right? Like create yeah. your stage. Yeah. And who are you going to bring? You're going to bring the producers, right? That you're trying, you've been trying to get conversations with, mm -hmm. bring them on and then share the content with them yep. and they'll share it. Yep. And you start, people are going to see you at the same level as they see them. Yep. And dude, he, at bring, the end of a conversation, bring, bring your super fans. Right? Exactly. Come and talk about like, yeah, this is my favorite song. And oh, by the way, if I'm like a good looking guy or a good looking girl and someone sees, it, I was like, well, I want to go to the show because I want to meet that person. Yep. Or, if I, or yeah. if I come across yeah. really cool, whatever, like come across you know i'm gonna go to your show yeah right? like, absolutely so i challenge him i'm like dude at least start your 45 live yeah the other day he sent me a message he's like i started my 45 live he's like i did um kind of like i was writing a song and i had people over you know just like hanging out with me while i was writing the song he's awesome. like 
it was awesome. It's awesome. Wow. It was mind blowing. Is it? So good. can't wait to see what happens in the music industry as Absolutely. well with this, right? So yeah, it man. can be honestly applied anywhere because at the end, relate you're building relationships, you build relationships, and that's what matters. And by the way, that's another valuable tip for content is that people think that the content, you know, content and relationship building to me are interchangeable, right? Like to me, what what makes people like me you know what what made my buddy cappy tune into what i'm saying like cappy <laughs> knew that i was a good relationship builder yeah he wasn't interested in me being like i'm awesome at relationships <laughs> i'm the best networker yeah. networking is the key he started tuning in when i started talking about my process for building relationships right mm -hmm. so like as a songwriter if you can bring the audience into like this is how i create a song and mm -hmm. you can and, and they can show your creative process and how you think of it that's huge now i want to pivot to this gym right so like at first with this gym you guys were making content about the gym right like if you guys if if, if that gym decides you know what um Luis has an awesome workout regimen, and he is a super likable guy, and he works out here four times a week. If they come that, on, that, that was me. That was me like a year ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> thank so, you, thank you for elevating yeah, me, Paolo. You, you, you do this very well. It's like you've done it once or it twice feels before. Like you've lost a little bit of weight. You look uh, good. Though. Thank you. I know. Looking good. Looking yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my wife has me on a on a on a very strict diet, just one meal a day. <laughs> So That's it. <laughs> so, so listen, man, like if, if instead of, so obviously the gym is going to make content around their trainers yeah, and yeah. around what their trainers has to offer and like how likable the trainer is to me, that's a home run. Right. Yeah. But if they also start bringing in their gym regulars to be like, mm -hmm. Hey man, what's your routine? How often do you come to this gym? Like what, what's your favorite exercise machine? Like how do you use it differently than other people? And like, and start showcasing them that starts creating that same effect of Absolutely. like that person's attractive. I want to be in the gym together. That's one thing that could happen. The other thing that could happen is like, oh, this person isn't a world-class weightlifter. He's just a regular schmo that works in commercial lending at a bank and he's in shape. So if I do that thing, then I can do it too. Really? It becomes yeah. more approachable. And then B, now these guys get to show it to their friends. Like they're, they're like, yo man, check out this piece that I, that, that, that I just worked out in the gym. Shareability. Shareability, yeah. right? So it's Bam -bam. like, you know? Yeah. I, I, and that, that's the thing rather going back to virality, right? That yeah. we were talking about that. By inviting people and getting them into that process, you are increasing those chances of virability or whatever you want to shareability, whatever you want to call it, right? Uh, because now they're sharing it as well, right? You're producing content for for the two of you. Yeah. Another practical tip: when when the world opens up again and we're actually being able to do this face to face, something that I was doing that was crushing for me was I'd go to a networking event. I'd be whenever I'd be in an interesting conversation, I'd be like, "Dude, that's fascinating. Do you mind if I interview you about this for five seconds, oh. right?" Like, and I'm like, um, "So I, I remember perfectly. I was at this. We did it. You came here to the office, and we did oh, it right yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah. I did it with you. I've done it with Gary across the hall, right? Like yeah. a podcast studio suites, right? Yeah." Um, I was at, I was at, so my, my, um, my bookkeeper, yeah. uh, supporting strategies. They're awesome, right? 250 a month. They do all your bookkeeping. They're amazing. Shout out, shout out, shout out to those guys. They have an event, right? Like they do a live event that I got invited to because my friend was speaking at it. Yeah. Unbeknownst to me, I was in the back of a room. I was talking to one of the keynote speakers. I didn't know. He was a guy that was talking about cybersecurity and he referred to it as cyber hygiene. And I was like, dude, I've never heard that concept before. <laughs> I've never it. thought cybersecurity is interesting until now. Do you mind if we just step outside real quick and I talk to you about this? Like, yeah, sure. So I go outside. I'm just like, dude, all right, I just met this guy at this event. His name is blah, 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 blah. Um, you said cyber hygiene when it refers to cybersecurity. Explain that to me. Explains it, two, three minute piece. I'm like, that was cool. 
posted it on my LinkedIn. Not about me. Again, be the stage. Yeah. Not yeah. the star of the stage. Be a kingmaker, not a kim. I, I posted just met this guy brought up the coolest concept about cybersecurity. never thought it was cool until now check it <laughs> out tag him all of a sudden everybody at the event was like oh my god the keynote speaker is on linkedin right now i'm gonna check it out and i got a ton of followers from that event yeah. he got some content that went on linkedin to all of my audience he got a bunch of followers from it right so like when you're out networking you can do this in micro pieces right it's yeah. just a matter of Beautiful. having the conversation that you're gonna micro have micro interviews just out there so wait, say, wait, why, why, why do you have a proprietary name for this because no, no. i because i wrote Let's down pop-up interview pop up so interview, pick a bro interview. right now which pop one do you like micro interview pick a bro pick a bro pick a bro <laughs> so so listen you can yeah. do that man and then and then the key is not to be like look how cool i am that i met this person the key is yeah. to make it about them the key is like this really yeah. really interesting person i met you should meet him if that's yeah. the copy that you're writing on linkedin guess what their audience is going to think you're a nice guy and they're going to tune into you as well. Yeah. And your audience is going to check them out because you're making Amazing. it about I, them and they want to know. I like that. I, that, that that's kind of like the acronym WIFT, right? Like, which is what's in it for them, which usually is about the audience that is reading. Like when you write copy, you're like, okay, what's in it yeah. for the audience so they want to read. But now you're taking it to one step, you know, ahead and is what's yeah. in it for them, so not just the audience, but the other person that you're trying to make them Correct. kings, right? Correct. Like you said, you're a kingmaker. So good. And, and we back, should have brought a crown. Back to, the core, back to the core concept of your relationship build by adding value to people. There isn't a single business person in the world that you're going to meet that couldn't use a little extra marketing, a little extra promotion about their business. Yeah. yeah. So if, if what you're doing is meeting people and then making marketing about them, which yeah. is, what, by the way, what this system is. Yeah. But mm -hmm. it's also what the micro interview or what the pop-up interview. I think I'm going to pick a bro. Let's go. Let's go. For the Fonzie is walking out of the room. He, yeah. And uh, Luisa for the win tonight. Luisa for the win. Let's go. Thank you. Um, um, I'm just going to say this, or, or friendships just decrease a few points in there, but it's okay. We'll, we'll long see. Game, long it's, game, it's all good. I'm playing the long game. You're yeah. going to create a ton of points of contact and then increase your possibilities to, you know, yeah. uh, you, you're, you're gonna win. Have, we're going to talk so much, you're going to have a lot of chances to create more names <laughs> for other things that I that I talk about. So don't worry about it. It's, Ooh, it's long, it? No, but for it's real, okay, right? So like, okay. that, like, yeah. that like little micro piece of value that you're creating for someone is a relationship enabler. Whether Absolutely, you're doing yeah. it formatically in a podcast formula or what we do for JWB or whether you're just out there being like, hey, man, this is me. You know, like. That's so good. LinkedIn. Yeah, That's so good. That is really Dude, good. Man, I, I'm going to start using that one. Yes. Every time I have a cool conversation with someone, I'm like. Let's create a piece of content right now about Duh. that. This Duh. is epic. Yeah. Dude, I, I do that with my wife. Like, a pop-up interview. Yeah. <laughs> pop-up interview. <laughs> Micro-interview. Let's let's have the audience voting. Micro-interview or pop-up interview. Put it in the comments. Let us know in this. In the, in the, in the, send us a DM if you're listening to this episode. Uh, pick, a, pick a Luis there. That's it. <laughs> That's only one option. Uh, anyways, Pablo. Wait, wait, wait. He was saying something about his wife. You were going to say about He said that he even did it with I his wife. About this all day, but yeah, I do this with my wife all the time. Like We're like we're, we're talking about content, guys, not all this stuff. I do this with my wife all the time. Yes. Content. Other <laughs> stuff too, but content. Yeah, okay. Cooking dinner, Luis. Yeah, you okay. know what I mean? Huh? The, yeah. Uh, <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> that, dude, I'm, I'm so glad our wives don't listen to this thing. I know. I know. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. My wife's literally in a yoga class right now. I know that for a fact, so she's not watching and she's yes. not going to tune in later. <laughs> so I do it with her all the time. I'm like, she'll be explaining. Because my wife is my wife is kind of like a Fonzie in the fact that she is. Explorer. She's an explorer. You know. She's always seeking. <laughs> she reads like 
five books a week, you know, yeah, like yeah, that, that yeah. type of stuff. And when she's explaining to me all these like really high level, like emotional concepts, I'm just like, I just see content <laughs> right now. Like I just see you telling me and I just want to be interviewing you right now, babe. Like, why aren't we just going live on Facebook? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. And, and that way at the end of the day would help, you know, Amazing. she's an architect, but she's also an artist. She's a yoga teacher. So like that at the end of the day would help her to continue Absolutely. to build her tribe outside of just the small yeah. stuff that I, she's already doing. I, in my mind, I just created the next, you know, groundbreaking product. It is going to be the, those pen cams, you know, mm -hmm. but it goes immediately live on Facebook. You sync it with that, with your, with your page or LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as someone starts talking something interesting, you like tap the pen right there. Mm -hmm. Boom, start streaming on Facebook. You got the pop-up content right there, the pop-up interview. Mm. Uh, Fonso, it's not, it's, not, it's not working. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, I'm trying to hurt. <laughs> Pablo, so grateful for you coming into the studio today and, and doing this live. Yep. Uh, you know, it's exciting to try something new here in the studio. So I appreciate you for that. Sharing all your knowledge, all of your amazing uh, a stra a strategy that it like is changing the, the industry, right? Like we've change done, the game, son. yeah, change the game, <laughs> incredible. Uh, real estate, uh, healthcare, and any any yeah, market really. Healthcare, that's right. We have a healthcare client. Yeah, so uh, it's incredible, really. So yeah. favorite question of the show, yeah, from your favorite bro. Um, where will you be if oh, you do not publish? I I thought about this right because I know that you're gonna ask me this. And my, my really honest answer is that I would be a year to a year and a half less evolved in how well I communicated all these topics, right? Because like what I did, what I did in 90 days by going to four conferences and, and, and being able to talk to 450 people when coronavirus hit in March, yeah. that would have ended completely. Yeah. And yeah. I wouldn't have been able to continue to iterate and have these conversations, right? So like the compounded effect of doing my own 45 live twice, because I've also followed you guys. I'm, I'm indoctrinated <laughs> in, the, in the Biz Bros universe, <laughs> Thank right? You. Like, Thank you. like doing that, that was a, that was a big moment for me of iteration and feedback that really helped me refine my message. And then now that coronavirus has hit, I would have stopped evolving, right? So I would, I would be now the same person that I was on March 12th, as opposed to the person that I am right now, Incredible. because I haven't had as many conversations and as many interactions and as much feedback as I could. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Pablo is uh, the guy that started 45 Live and then day 45 called us and be like, I'm doing, I'm going for 200. Yeah. Uh, it's incredible. So thank you, man, for, for taking it to a, a whole new level there. The 200 well, Live. I got to like 65 and I really started slacking off, guys. <laughs> I've been 65 for like four months. So I'm sorry I let you down. But uh, it's all good. Know, I mean, I'm, just, I'm just the I'm thought. Just said. the thought. And, you know, we've shared yeah. this story, right? Like, we, we've also. Uh, sampled the 45 live like I was gonna say fail but like sampled it's like the yeah. first time day 15 right like people are like well by the way people don't give us enough credit like they're like we ask them like how long do you think we last like, and they're like two days two days and we're like wow thank you uh, but that says a lot right a lot of people yeah. are lacking that consistency right and accountability and you know first time day 15 second time day 17 Fonzie like I was like on my end I was like I need to finish this and the videos were 11 30 at night but at the end of the day it's because we're getting results, right? For you, it's probably the same thing. It was like, you got these amazing conversations and then you started implementing and executing, right? So, uh, incredible, man. Thank you so much for, for sharing. How can people connect with you? How can people find you? How can people connect with Pablo? <laughs>
This is the official second ever time announcement of our website. Oh, because Esar did this on the last episode. But we just went with the MVP of our website, right? So it's just a basic model, but it's be the stage dot live. Be the stage dot live. So that is the B2B portal. So if you are a relationship business and you are asking yourself the question that I've been asking myself forever of how can I create as many relationships as possible and now that networking events are closed and the Chamber of Commerce isn't happening and galas aren't happening and you need to be able to business develop online the same way that you used to do yeah be the stage that live amazing guys uh, this takes everything to a whole new level a uh, whole new world really uh, a whole don't, new world don't you dare close your eyes a new fantastic point of view. Okay, guys. Uh, karaoke <laughs> night uh, coming soon, guys. Uh, and, uh, Pablo, dude, thank you so much. With that being said, thank you so much for tuning into the Continuous Profit Podcast. Go ahead and subscribe. Hit smash that subscribe button and follow us on social media at BizBrosCo. Mm -hmm. That's right. And if you find this episode impactful and you love having Pablo here in person, please, please don't forget to share it and leave a five-star review. Thank you. Thank you, guys. This is Luis. This is Luis. And this is Pablo. Mm, thank you, thank for, you for listening to, to Content Profit. Profit. Is yes, that it? We didn't rehearse this at all. <laughs> Bye, guys.